Hello, and welcome to episode 203 of Below the Fold, where some of the best content is just a scroll away. Today's conversation, Black Hat SEO. Let me throw down some introductions. We got Nate Birch in the studio, SEO manager at MapArc Technologies. That's me. Brandon Hassler, founder and CEO of Market Campus. Aloha. And Paxton Gray, Director of Marketing Operations at 97th Floor. Bueno. And I am Jacob Perry, Digital Marketing Manager at Myriad Genetics. So Black Hat SEO, uh, fun fact, we've already recorded this episode one time before and found out that it didn't record well, so we had to throw it away. That was uh, last month. So, take two. Yeah, this is take two of Black Hat SEO. We, we, we learned some things from the first time. And uh, it was interesting because the first time through, halfway through the episode, we recognized that all four of us were arguing based on our own definitions of what Black Hat SEO was, rendering the first half kind of moot. So we thought this time, at the very beginning, we're going to clarify and agree upon our own definitions of Black Hat SEO. So... Why don't we, I'm just going to throw it out there and you guys kind of pick it up. What, how do you define black hat SEO? I'll start. Of so course you will. I, I think the first thing we need to recognize is there's a difference between black hat SEO and black hat marketing. So we're talking search engine optimization, which I believe that's kind of the route we'd like to go. So I, I pulled up some definitions from the web to uh, kind of kick it off. I, I, we went over these in the last show, but I'll rebring them up. This one was just black hat. So this is like the instant definition that Google gives for black hat, the computer related black hat, um, a person who hacks into a computer network with malicious or criminal intent. Then we look at uh, define black hat SEO. And this one comes from Larry Kim. Larry Kim says black hat SEO is a practice that increases a page's rank in search engines through means that violate the search engines terms of service. And then I was curious about just the definition of SEO because you could almost look at that and say, well, isn't that just SEO? Like it's so much of it what we do. Yeah. Search engine optimization. This one comes from Wikipedia. Search engine optimization is the process of affecting the visibility of a website or web page in a search engine's unpaid uh, results. So I would argue, and, and this is kind of where the debate was the last show, why we couldn't agree is because we were also including ethics inside. I think like the the bare bones definition and, and the one that I go by when I think black hat, because I do some black hat things, I think all of us in this room participate still actively in what's considered a quote unquote black hat tactics, which we'll go over later in the show. But uh, Black Hat SEO is if you're doing something that Google doesn't approve of to rank well in Google, or if you're optimizing for Bing and you're going against Bing's guidelines, that is by definition Black Hat. Is it unethical? That's a different conversation, but that's my definition. I'm not sure if anyone differs. But so, by Larry King, Larry Kim's definition then. You're adopting his. I'm adopting his, yes. And I, I looked at many others and they all had the same theme. It was all about terms of service. So I always go to the authoritative dictionary. Um, I, what's it called? Oh, yeah. Urban Dictionary oh, yeah. From, for all my definition needs. <laughs> and it says something similar. Search engine optimization techniques that are frowned upon by search engine engines and thus penalized by search engine algorithms, which, is, which seems pretty simple. So what you're putting forth, Brandon, is that in this conversation, we should take ethics out of the conversation and stick specifically with whether or not 
these tactics are against search engine policy. Yeah, but at the same time, I think mm-hmm. mainstream, uh, and Paxton mentioned it last episode, uh, often we associate Black Hat with, uneth- we associate it with ethics. I'm saying that, like, I don't think we should throw it out because ethics are a big part of Black Hat. Is it unethical to go against Google's guidelines, uh, optimizing for their own thing? I don't think, I wouldn't consider it unethical. It's like, well, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I'll open I, that up. I think the problem with using that as a definition being the definition being if it goes against guidelines of the search engine, then it's black hat is uh, we've all done it and we all do it. And so, uh, like, for example, Google says any link intended to manipulate page rank or sites ranking in Google search results may be considered part of a link scheme and a violation of Google's webmaster guidelines. So basically, if you've ever done link building, that is Black Hat SEO. And that describes 98 to 99% of all the SEO market. And so it becomes useless as descriptor to say Black Hat SEO if it describes 100% of the people that you're trying to segment out. So um, I, I want to I pull some. I, I agree with you for sure. But there is a perspective that kind of came to my mind. And re- I think wait, that really, really real quick. Yeah, so, so I'm in support of u- using ethics as the definition for black hat. So if basically something is unethical, that's when we refer, when we use the phrase black hat, not if it goes against guidelines. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Well, now I feel like we got to hash this out and decide which route we're going to take. Should we just take well, it? Well, I'm well, just saying, my... so here, those are the two routes pretty much. So like, yeah. are we using ethics as the, that's the line, in which case it's a much more fuzzy line for sure. Uh, or are we saying if Google or, or Bing or whoever the search engine is, if they say that's a rule. Well, Google, then... Google themselves put the, the, they didn't make it black and white. They made it gray by saying may be considered yeah. in how it's done because they themselves have said that the good guest blogging is actually good link building. And by them saying any type of link building is good, they've just muddied up the water themselves. Well, what if we, what if we throw it in this way? Because link building, you're right. Link building in the way that people typically do it is by the definition we've been discussing is uh, could be considered black hat. But it's, I think it's behind the intent, right? If you're building a piece of content for the intent of building links, that could be considered black hat. Whereas if you're building content for the intent of creating value for your visitors, and then uh, the result of that is, well, links will come in, that's almost like a secondary metric that you would sure. measure the first metric being the success uh, as far as how your visitors view that content. Sure. No, I totally agree. All I'm saying is like, I'm pretty sure uh, the vast majority of people in the SEO space at least does or has done link building. And so to say that link building, meaning doing something for the purpose of getting the link, trying to manipulate your ranking, try to manipulate your page rank by, by gray definition, everyone's black hat. And so it just loses its potency. It loses, loses its ability to communicate what you're trying to say if it encompasses the entire segment. Okay, let's 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 run through a quick exercise and and hopefully this will help us determine which path to go. We'll go through this exercise and then we'll go and then I'll I'll kind of add add to it afterward. So, here's the exercise. I want to go around the table, okay? And I'm going to exclude myself because I made my own list, but one by one, we're going to start with Nate, then go to Brandon and then Paxton. We'll just keep going around the circle. I want you to list one black hat tactic and we'll go around the table until one person can't can't name one anymore. Okay. Okay. And and then that person loses. The other two people win. 
And then after that, I want to go through the the process of grabbing a couple of the Black Hat tactics that you listed and basically categorize it as either unethical or against Google guidelines. I think they're probably all against Google guidelines, but whether or not they're they're ethically, you know, now, are, are the parameters here they have to be for search manipulation or just any type of the black hat marketing? So SEO. SEO, we're talking SEO specific. Okay, so close your laptops, please. I don't I, I don't need any cheating around here. <laughs> Already done. Okay, great. We won't close it all the way. Okay, starting with Nate. Go ahead. Black hat tactic. Oh, by the way, I, there's going to be a time limit. Okay, so we'll give it three seconds. If you can't come up with one, that's when the game ends. Sure. Page takeovers. Throwaway pages. Copying content. Nate? Oh, yeah, you're not in it. Yeah, no. sorry. Yeah, I passed. Um, <laughs> Wait, so Nate's out? Yep. Yeah, I guess Nate's out. We'll keep going. Brandon? IP cloaking. Uh, hacking websites. Okay. I guess that's page takeovers. Mm. Is it your turn? No, I'm already oh, out. You're out. Oh, okay. Uh, comment spam. Uh, link buying links. That's a good one. That's Brandon? a good one. Um, crap. Yeah, I'll be out. <laughs> I have a giant <laughs> list written down. I didn't choose to memorize you have it. a giant list written down? Uh-huh. I've got like 30 years. Is that, is that that's why. to prepare for this? No, or I just, you just, had, you I was just going keep on hand a list of I black hat tactics. Yeah. I knew ethics was going to be a big topic, so I wanted to go through like, these are all considered mainstream, uh, like black hat. Which ones are ethical? Which ones are unethical? So for everyone listening, Brandon's oh. across the table from me. And he's the one I was looking at. I was like, we better close these laptops. He probably I, has so I almost closed my laptop. I'm recording this episode on my laptop. We almost just cut off the episode. Oh, so, oh, but yeah. I was like, uh, I don't want to log in again. So I'm just going to keep it kind of open. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that would have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So real quick, uh, I want to go down some lists or down this list real quick. So Brandon, you said IP cloaking. Do you think that that is an ethical black hat tactic or not? It depends. Why don't you, for our audience, uh, tell us what that is. Yeah, tell us what is IP cloaking, and then tell us whether or not it's ethical. You could use it for manipulating traffic to a website, so making it look like it came from many different places, which I would say it's unethical if you're being paid to drive traffic to someone's website and you're reporting that as actual traffic. If you're trying to trick a, a, a company like Google who they're not paying you any money, then I don't think that's... Like it's for your own website. It's for your own. It's kind of like buying social like shares. We, we, we've talked about that in the past. Like I think there it can be unethical or it could just be testing, ethics, all that stuff. Okay. Paxton, you said paid links. How does that fall on the ethical spectrum? I, I, we know that yeah. it's against Google guidelines. Yeah. I, I mean, personally, I kind of... Uh, like have a strong reaction to that against it, but it's, I find it's only coming because I know it could get like my clients hit by a penalty pretty quick and pretty easy. So uh, I would never do it for a client, but like just if it was for my own website and I was willing to take that risk, no, I don't think it would be unethical. So basically it becomes unethical when you risk someone else's business or, yeah, or i would say i would say yeah if you're if you're putting someone else at risk and they're not aware of the risk that they're taking by you doing that activity then yes i'd say that's the where the ethical situation comes in but simply going against google's guidelines again i don't think is unethical uh, i was planning on saying this before but i think it's really a good sign that uh, we didn't go on for like 10 minutes listing these black hat tactics <laughs> uh, so just going through like three rounds i think was pretty good the exercise also told us that Nate is probably the most white hat out of all of us. 
Wow. Um, the one I mentioned is probably the least ethical one that was mentioned. So tell us again which one that yeah. is. Yeah, taking over a website. So basically, if you can get backend access to a website, you can plant any links or any redirects or anything tell that us, you want. Tell us what you uh, talked about at lunch today. What about? The, the WordPress. Oh, yeah. So, so one really, really easy way to do it. You have the boilerplate WordPress install where it says... As soon as you've, you've installed, it says this is your first post. Doesn't it or, say hello world? Hello world or, or welcome one, right? to your first WordPress post. Easiest way to do it. You, you go search for that. Do an exact match search for that. And you'll come up with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of websites. So like a site colon search. Well, not even that. Just the in URL oh, or yeah, in if body. You, if you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, super you do super easy colon. search mod- modifier. And you just start from the top of the list. Go down. Type in. You know, WordPress or WP underscore login dot PHP, type in admin, and then you can go jump on CNN or some site like that that shows the top used passwords of 2016. Start from the top, go down. Some will have the uh, protect on where it gives you three chances. Others won't. And you'll probably have about 5% success rate on this. Is list. there a default password they get? Yeah. So well, no, no, no. There is no default password, but people... Human weakness is injected in there. And so you're going to have one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, password, password, one, two, three, those type of things. You yeah. can honestly go on to any website, go on to Google and search for most used passwords of 2014, 2015, 2016. Right. Start from that list and you can add any page you want. And the interesting part to me is these aren't all new websites. Many of them are old. Many oh, of them yeah. are blogs that corporations installed and did nothing with. So... <laughs> it can be very effective. <laughs> right. That was the, I've never done it. I've only read about it. Very much. Yeah, so the question is that ethical or is that unethical? Absolutely unethical. Not only is it unethical, but it's also illegal, yeah. which is right. another yeah. you, you avenue don't... we could take with all this. Absolutely. Okay, so we just talked about three. Brandon, you said that you had a list of black hat tactics. Could you just run down them real quick to give some folks an idea of other tactics that would be considered black hat? In um, your definition, not yeah, by your definition, and then, wait, and then if are we, we going to interject- pick? Are we picking our definition? Here? You know, to be honest, I kind of like the idea of talking about both sides. Okay, I guess as long as we're aware that there's a difference, right? Absolutely. I think Nate and I are in the same court that it's ethics based, yeah. And not yeah, I agree, guidelines based. Well, I, for I, me, I I think Google does not own the web. They might have a massive presence, but. Whether or not you live within their terms of, terms of service, as Larry Kim's definition, eh, for me, it's more of a malicious intent. I, I have an issue with that. Yeah, I so think I people just get, people get confused sometimes because they're used to seeing an authority, which is usually the government or yes. your parents or the religious yes. authority. and then They're used to catering to that authority. Right. And, Absolutely. and there's like a, a guilt that it comes behind disobeying that authority, which... Yep. Uh, you know, I understand and I, I, I feel myself uh, in terms of like religion or breaking laws or things like that. Like I'm I do believe it's unethical to break laws, but Google is not your religion. It's not your government. It's not your family. Right. And so some people treat they, it as their God. They have rules. Yeah, I guess. But they have rules and, and those rules are just their rules. They're just making them up yep. and uh, they change on, regularly. So well, why, that's true. You know, why don't we why don't we just set it up so we're making the assumption that all the topics we're talking about are against search engine guidelines, meaning by the original definition Brandon brought up, we're talking black hat tactics here, okay? Uh, but as we interject the ethical question, sure. I think that's what will make our conversation a little bit more yeah. interesting. Okay. So Brandon, with that in mind, why don't you run down your list? 
and uh, pick out some some of the maybe more popular ones or some of the ones that people maybe not um, not quite know whether or not they should be doing it. Uh, yeah, so we think we've gone over some of the big ones: paid links, keyword stuffing, doorway pages, guest blogging. We'll talk about that more in the future, or not in the future, later this episode, I'm sure. Why don't Cloaking? we just do it now? Let's talk guest blogging. That one's uh, we're opening up a can of worms here. Hey, well, first, let me clarify. Except. Are we saying that, because, and I agree with Paxton earlier, where it's like, yes, by the book, uh, a lot of what we do in digital marketing is considered black hat. However, you know, we all do uh, guest posting, you know, we create good content with also the side intention of getting links uh, by Google's definition. Yes, that's black hat. And I agree with that. And and so you think of some of the more common stuff, common stuff like keyword stuffing, uh, comment spam and whatnot. I would say that black hat, I, I think we all consider that stuff black hat. I don't consider that unethical. I think it's stupid uh, to do that comment spam. It could be something that works now and won't in the future. Yeah. I mean, sure. it, it's definitely already not comment not spam, at least. It, it's not effective at all. But, but that also, can actually be really effective for driving audience to pages. It can, yeah. If, if you like, do a good comment on a, on a big article and you actually provide some value and a link yeah. to something else, you may I mean, not that's get what the link Cora juice. Is. It's well, also there. really important to note that. All the tactics that we're talking about today at one point were not considered black hat by the definition. They they become black hat when it it becomes a problem. Scale. Yeah. I mean, if you think of of the example, in my head, I'm going through the examples where where Google representatives have specifically said guest posting is good. And then I have seen very, very specific examples. For example, my blog guest, where it was a scaled system to do guest posting. They completely shut them down. So I've seen them say, this we don't like in guest blog posting. This, eh, okay, it's fine. They had to have known that that day was coming, right? Well, didn't Ann Smarty, can't remember what she said, but she like, she did something to provoke. Well, yeah, cuts. yeah. Something that indicated that she felt like she, she was wasn't right. ever going to sure. have to basically face this. But what I'm saying is that they very specifically said, what you're doing we don't approve, so we're going to penalize you. And they did. Right, right. Okay, so back to uh, guest blogging. You say we, we opened a can of worms. Why don't you pull out a couple of those worms and, and tell us about it? Well, one that's very related to guest blogging is paid links. And that's one that's intriguing to me because technically it would be against Google's guidelines if a contributor from Forbes came to me and said, hey, I love what you're doing with this company. I'd be happy to write an article and publish it on our website about your company, but I want, I want $2,000 for it uh, or, or $500, whatever the price is. I, if someone came from Forbes and offered $500, I would take it and I wouldn't feel at all unethical about it. I'd pay him the 5,000 or sorry, not the 5,000 the $500. He'd write the blog post. There would be a followed link back. That's against Google's guidelines. Is but, it against the Google guidelines? Cause you're paying for the article and not specifically the link. Are you yeah, saying, I is that a way around so. it? Yeah. I, I'm wondering if that's the justification that makes your guilt level Do you see press releases down. as paid, paid linking? No. I, I could care less about paid linking, so I have a loose... I think uh, the better question is whether or not the author indicates in the article that they were paid to write the article. Because well, the difference, that... because you can say that you're paid, but... In so doing, you should also have a no-follow link. Sure. Right? But what yes. I'm saying is, like, if we're talking ethically, 
I believe it's even against FCC guidelines to be basically paid to cover something and not disclose that you were paid. So like it's somewhere on the website. And that's also tying ethics to law. It's both mm -hmm. illegal, but I think it's also unethical, which is why it's illegal, because you're deceiving an audience, making them think that you are endorsing this product or this company when in fact you're not. You're just getting paid. um, It's back to the concept of it's it's not an organic. Sure. So hang on, because we just lost something here. Paxton pretty much just said that Brandon is unethical. <laughs> yes, after, let me after, clarify. After Brandon just said that <laughs> he d- doesn't care about PayPal. <laughs> so I agree with Paxton. Uh, and, and, and That's unethical? Correct. No, I, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't specify what the article was about. I agree, and obviously it's, it's FTC uh, rules to disclose when you're talking about a product or whatnot. So yeah, if someone was... If someone was talking about Market Campus, for example, and they were writing about what an amazing company it was, and they were they only did that because they were paid to, then I could see how that's unethical because they're they're telling people that trust them that this is a good product, even though they were paid to. However, if he said write up a thought leadership piece on the future of online education, but I want I want fifteen hundred dollars to publish it, I don't see that as unethical because it's just me giving my opinion and I ha- I had to pay to get onto that stage if that makes sense but yeah. I would agree yeah, like I think deceiving your audience to say this is good when you really don't know that yeah you cross into that line of okay. so, so if an article on Forbes gets published about how cool market campus is you would pay for that but one you would specify that it was paid and yeah. two you would request that it was a no followed link yeah, and that yeah, when I mean, you'd have to if, if they're putting the FTC disclosure on there, yeah. then Google's going to see that, and then we're both screwed. But honestly, I mean, if you're the benefits like, still there, right? Because the I mean, still there. as Market Campus, like you can subscribe and take the course online, so he doesn't care where his audience is. People who are reading Forbes, like that's his audience anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and so they're going to click the link, sign up. He's going to get customers. Yeah, you're right. Even if he doesn't get the the, the link authority. juice benefit, yeah. which is debatable about like. It's not proven that no-fault links don't pass authority. So uh, no, and in fact, they're part of a of a good natural healthy, structure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have a, I have a hypothetical for you, Brandon. Shoot. If you find a bunch of articles out there that uh, mention Market Campus and they don't link to you, would you approach them and uh, and ask them to link link to you? And if they ask you to pay for it, would you? Mm-hmm. So so it's let's already first name that. What tactic is that called? Or- Link recovery or something link like recovery that. Link recovery or broken links. Broken or, link. Well, that wouldn't be broken. Well, yeah, no, it's not be, broken. But it'd be it's, like brand mentions. Yes, link opportunities. Yes. Link opportunities. So the content already exists. Technically, it was already built in an organic fashion. And you came back, found that there was a contextual potential for a link. And you asked them to link and they request money for doing it. Wait, what's your question? Are you asking if that's black hat or if that's ethical? If, is, it, is it the same concept as paying for them to publish your content? Or something that they have written that links to you. No, because they weren't paid to do so. So there, there was no deceit done between the author. So and it's not the link itself; it's the context. I of think the it's content. the context. Like you can't, mm. you have, you build an audience of people that trust you. And if that's unethical, like Moz has an entire section dedicated to identifying link yeah, but opportunities. Who's Moz to sure. say what's ethical and not? Like who sure. cares what Moz oh, yeah, says? I don't care. But I'm just saying, like this is a major quote-unquote white hat company as they pose themselves. Sure. sure. And one tactic, by the way, the, the reason I threw in the and they said that you need to pay for it. Part. Real quick though, we just got mixed up in like. You said, I can't remember, someone said, is that ethical? No, is that black hat? And then he's like, well, it's not ethical. Like, uh-huh. we have to make sure there's well, a line here. My question really black is... Black hat, yes, unethical, Is it the no. same you as... You think that's black hat? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I guess you're, you're paying with for a link. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're technically you're paying for a link. Wait, you think sure. paying for links is well, black hat? Paying, but even reaching out, I think, could be classified I don't think so. as I think by, that, by their See, I think, I think you could make a case uh, if this went to some Google court of law. Uh, that what <laughs> yeah. you're doing is helping make the internet a better place because you're mentioning a brand. Absolutely, yeah, you're making you're mentioning a brand and you're making it easier for their users to do research on the brand they mentioned. So you're making the web uh, easier. And to if browse. you think about it, Google themselves they're trying to do that now. Now, based well, on well, semantic well, now, now, if you pay, now we're now we're talking a different game. But I'm just saying, just commenting on sure. just reaching out and saying, hey, you mentioned my brand, you mind linking? So, so that's a brand. But what if you reach out asking them to link to a specific targeted keyword? Does that change the with me, the, with the targeted a, keyword? So like digital marketing boot camp. He, he sees <laughs> so someone mentioning so that. So you reach he out goes, to someone and say, hey, I noticed you wrote the word digital marketing boot that's camp. Exactly without a mention of marketing campus. Right. Well, I don't, you, you I don't know. like that doesn't happen. I, yeah, absolutely I, does. Like web analytics? I can't imagine, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine that being a, a useful uh, way to spend your time. There. Well, what do you mean useful? If people are... If people, it's, a, it's an established of, page. It's going to have authority. Otherwise, you wouldn't target it. No, yeah, I and you get, ask them and they no, turn no, into no, a link. No, no, no. Where's, Listen, where's I ben, get where, that where, in theory, like, there's a benefit from it. But I'm saying, who in their right mind would be like, you're right. I did say that word. Yeah, I'll link to you. Like, no one's going to respond to that and actually link to you. Like, no, that's not true. Because if people didn't respond, then people wouldn't be doing no, it. No, I've, I've done it successfully. You've said, hey, you've said this arbitrary word before. Would you mind listening to me? It wasn't arbitrary. arbitrary. I was very targeted in what the in what. No, the, I'm saying the to the person. Was. To the person, it's arbitrary. They're, they don't to own a person? website. To the person who published the content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are plenty of people out there who have the mentality of, yeah, yeah, I'll totally help you out for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Right. So he's going to go contact well, big the, data uh, websites and say, hey, I saw you mention Hadoop. Here's a realistic <laughs> scenario. I think it's the way you approach it, like. Uh, I haven't done it with MapR. If I had a uh, a custom custom wedding ring design place and somebody wrote an article about like ways to save money on your wedding. And one of those items was get your ring customized because usually it's cheaper if you do it custom this and then they move on. And you offer that service. I would approach them and say, hey, we actually do this service. We got great reviews. It might help your readers if you hyperlink that to our website. Okay. I would say a low number would say yes, but it's it, when you put it in that context, that it's sense. more natural that but way. What, what I understood was you just search for the word wedding ring, and you every do. time someone says well, wedding you, ring, you, you say, start. hey, you said the word wedding ring. Would you mind making that a link? That's where you start, website? but that's then you filter it down further. That's just a qualified way of doing it, Absolutely. but people are still doing it both ways. Absolutely. Just because this makes more sense doesn't mean that it's no, I will say it's older tactics. All I'm saying is I think there are more effective ways to spend your time and get a bigger benefit. Completely. Oh, for sure. Completely. And that's what I said when I said I don't think it's a good use of your time. Unless you have the resources or the headcount to do it. Well, I mean, if that's true and we have unlimited resources, then yes, let's do everything, you know, but... I'm just saying you only have a certain number of hours. It's definitely not say, a low-hanging fruit. Yeah, well, I would say it depends. If, you're, if your keyword is headphones, you're going to be wasting a, a ton of time. But if you have a very localized, specific search term that they would almost be talking like directly about your company, sure. then I would in, invest a little bit more time in it. But it really depends on the keywords. But for the most part, I would agree there's a lot better things you could do. Also, as far as the paid portion, going back to Nate's original question, I... That's never been in my experience where, you know, looking at broken links or brand mentions or whatever, you contact them. And if money is ever mentioned, it's almost like, oh, red flag, I'm out of here. Sure. And I wouldn't do it, but I have I have had that response before. So you reach out and you ask them, hey, mm-hmm. like this. And they say, sure, we'll do that. It's a yep. thousand bucks. Yep. And and how do you respond? No, thanks. Oh. All right. Well, so do we agree Wait, then? You got stuff to cover. Do we agree then that uh, some 
black hat SEO can be ethical? I think well, that, let's go down that route. That's then. what, what we black need to hat do. tactics are uh, not unethical. I, it's our ethical. Yeah, saying <laughs> our ethical. Double <laughs> negative there. I'm going to start that sentence over. So I'll start. So no, I, no. I'm going to start this sentence over. This out. No, you have to lead this in. <laughs> I'm going to say something important on top of what you're about to say, so you can't edit it out. All right, go ahead, Brandon. <clears throat> you want to repeat the question now? <laughs> he said, what black hat tactics are okay. ethical? So I have this article from Tad Chef that was awesome, and it's it's titled, so Tad Chef is from white.net. No, it is not a white supremacy website. They are a digital marketing agency, apparently white hat, I would assume, based off the name. white.net? It's just white.net. Good domain to get. Um, So he has this quote first when he starts off the article. He said, black hat SEO is like a knife. You can slice bread with it or you could kill someone with it. It's your decision. Uh, And I think that was a pretty fair analogy of black hat SEO. Um, And then so his article in that list I was referring to earlier, the list I had, he has the article is 30 black hat SEO techniques that you can use ethically. And some of the bigger ones were uh, cloaking, which I would never recommend cloaking. Cloaking is the process. If you're not familiar, I have a bunch of keywords I want to rank for. So I'll put a big fat paragraph at the bottom of my page, stuff it with all of my big keywords and then cloak and then turn the text the same color as the background. So the user doesn't see it, but hypothetically the search engines will see it. Stupid. Yes. Black hat. Yes. Ethical. Yes. I don't think it's hypothetical that the search engines will see it. <clears throat> well, yeah, uh, that could open up. There's some. Uh, Why? It's HTML. <laughs> of course I see it. Okay. Well, I didn't. I, it that depends was on the joke. language. That's yeah, where I was no, going. Sorry. Right. Sorry. So, so basically what you're saying is that cloaking is black hat, but there's no ethical problems with doing it. I don't think so. I mean, it's like keyword stuffing. Like, yeah, I would it's agree. stupid to do it, but. Because it's, it's against not, it. It's back to this one against one of the terms. Of, of service of the, the search engine itself. Let me uh, throw something else into the mix. <laughs> I was going to throw something else in the mix. Were you going to contradict yourself? No, I was going to go off his and say, is it unethical if Google kicks us off of their service completely? For You are keyword stuffing. You are delisted. Are you saying ethical on, from the, it, their business it, from their, standpoint? So, so you're flipping it. Like we, we break the terms of service with something very minor. They say, you know what? We're kicking you off Google search. Oh, so Very saying, ethical. Was, that one, was that unethical for Google to is do that, that to you? Is that unethical for Heck Google? No. no. No, they could do whatever oh, they no, want. No. They set the rules. Yeah. I would agree. I don't, well, <laughs> no, 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 no. Governments I don't, will argue. They set the rules. I don't think Google can do whatever they want, I think, and still be ethical. I think as long as Google advises people of what the rules are and you break Which them. Which they do. Right? Then they're fine. But if Google is like... Hey, your site's all red, and you know what? Today I don't like red, so I'm going to de-index you. If like they that, arbitrarily I think is punish you for, right? or if Google uh, de-indexes, and this is actually more real-world scenario, Google is like, competition. "Hey, I'm going to get into the uh, home security systems," yep. and now all of a sudden, all the home security companies are de-indexed, yep. except for Google, the company Google bought. Right? That I think is unethical, um, unless they found a reason to sure. And all I had to find is one bad link. And but the only reason, the only reason they That's further right. investigate that is because of their interest in having the other company rank better. And so now they go out with a the fine tooth comb. Dig, they, yeah, they'll definitely find something. Well, w- w- wouldn't, wouldn't the only solution they'd have to do there is is add into their policy? We can delete whoever we want whenever we want. I think that is part yes. of their. Well, if that's the case, then they can just de-index anyone they want. 
Yeah. Sure. But interesting fact, if you go and search, you go to Google and you search search engine, <laughs> Google doesn't even rank in the top three. So. Yeah, I feel like Google does that on purpose just so they can have that token that everyone says the same story of yep. when you go to Google and you search search engine, they don't even appear. So hey, don't come Google, at me. Google must be don't unbiased. Don't come at me, bro. But anyway. Well, it also goes back to people don't say, let me go do a search engine. They do. They say, right. I'm going to go Google something. Yeah. They're branded to the point that, that it's synonymous. Search engine uh, even Bing Google. users, you know, they're like, just, you know, I'm Google just it. Google it. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's what I want to throw in the mix. I will kind of uh, go back and say any of these black hack tactics, whether they fall on the ethical spectrum or the, not, the unethical spectrum, well, let me go back. Any of these tactics can be unethical if you are doing them on behalf of an unethical company, in my opinion. So if, so if you do good things for a bad company, it's still bad things. At the I, I, in my opinion, yes. Yeah, I, I could probably get behind that. I can that. see that. I can well, that, that's kind of what I was going to bring up in that it, it comes down to damages, right? So if you are cloaking keywords for any, any website, regardless of whether it's a good company or not, if you are intentionally trying to get it to rank above other companies, that may be good companies or better companies, the ethics behind it come into ranking a website that is not as valuable as the the websites that organically would have ranked or been a better experience right. for a visitor. So you're making the internet basically not as good of a place as it was before. That's right. Yeah. yeah but I guess. You're, you're implying the internet is Google because no, if they're in search, no. that's what... Google is part of the internet. So sure. if you make Google worse, then the internet in general goes down. I mean, and I'd say, I'd say, it, yeah, it's it's not the internet, but it's it's when talking about the internet, Google plays a pretty big part and, in yeah. in how people interact with the internet. Sure, probably one of the biggest parts. I mean, also like what this and this is, I think, really the most appropriate use of the word "can of worms" is when you take into account your work will put other people down who were there organically without trying and uh especially like if we turn everyone into a mom and pop shop there's this family-run business and they're doing great on google and it's because they provide a great product people talk about them and then you go in and manipulate the search uh engine to get your client ranking who is not doing a good product who is not getting people talking about them and then you just basically not just harmed all the browsers people searching online but you harmed that individual store um, I think that's kind of something that SEOs just block out in their brain is everyone else that's competing for that spot or maybe on that spot but not even trying to compete. They're just there because they're good. I see yeah. it as well, using the tools available to you. Not just that, but I also I also think that that happens in real life, right? Yeah, absolutely. Business, right? Absolutely. And, and exactly. you have real-life business competitors. And if you're not competitive, you're going to get wiped out. That's right. So, you don't know the tools of the trade, you're going to go away. It, it reminds me of an episode advantage. of The Office. I don't know if you guys have seen it, the one with Prince Paper. Oh, Michael yeah. has to go uh, and uh, investigate this small paper company. Basically as a family put him owned. out of business. Yeah. He does too, doesn't he? He does put him out of business, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> but I mean, you're right. That is business. But personally, I just feel a little more, I, I, I kind of have to just not think too much about the people that are at those companies that I'm beating. Well, it's the same, <laughs> it's the same argument with automation. You have people that will get automated out of jobs. Sure. You're going to have people that'll be com- that that will be and they'll be uncompetitive because it's just hard to see someone lose when they don't even know that they're fighting this battle. Like they don't even know 
about SEO or how it works. They just happen to be winning because they're doing a great job and you can go in and destroy them because, you know, again, they don't even know this battle is being fought. And so that that's it's I mean, I'm not trying to say it's unethical. I'm just saying it's it's, sad. it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It what if you strings. flipped it to where, say, the company you're doing this negative SEO is. Uh, well, I'm not even talking about negative. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about negative SEO. Just talking about I wanted positive. to get into negative SEO. I'm just saying you're beating them, and oh, as, gotcha. because you beat them, they go down oh, at least yeah, one sure. spot. I don't yeah. feel bad about that. No, I don't either. I think it's using the tools that, that you're given, and the other company doesn't, so they lose. Which, to be honest, I think, I mean, that's capitalism. Absolutely. And capitalism filters Absolutely. out the weak, and, yeah. I, I, and I think that's perfect. Their industry is changing fine. around them. If they don't change with it, that's right. something else is going to... So I like this, and I'm glad Brandon brought up negative SEO because this is, I think, one of the, as far as ethical, hopefully we don't argue on whether or not this is ethical. Tell us what negative SEO is. So negative SEO is when you use black hat tactics on your competition so that they end up getting penalized by Google in a way that allows you to move uh, ahead of them. Um, Does that kind of... Yeah, so like a, good, a, a good example, like basically if if we were dealing with like mom and pop shops in real life, you would go in and uh, like plant, poison like their plant, or, or plant, plant some cocaine in, uh, in, in their store and then call the cops and be like, hey, these guys are dealing cocaine. That's right. right. That's a good, I like that example. That's yeah. pretty much what, what you're, you're planting drugs. Except that you're not actually yes. doing damage to their physical property. You're doing, well, you're not doing, yes. you're not doing phys- damage to their physical property no. in this case. And any, but the idea is, you break a rule and make it look like they're breaking the okay, rules. Okay, how, sure. th- how about this one, Nate? You go a mile down the street from your competition and you dump sewage into their drinking water mm-hmm. so that that sewage ends up getting to their website or their mm-hmm. storefront and then damaging the reputation they have for clean water. Sure, I, I understand the metaphors you're using, but what I'm saying is Wait, I have the internet no, is I'm just not kidding. physical. A right. stream or a river is. We're just so, using the physical to explain what's happening. I understand it. I understand. Well, there that. is two different definitions there because, like, there you're physically like harming yeah. the yes. business. That's... You could argue, like, and I agree, it is unethical. But I would say the devil's advocate would say, well, if I if I go and I build a bunch of crappy links and I point it towards Jacob's new bakery, and on Google, Jacob just gets destroyed. His website's delisted. Well, that's just Google's guidelines, which we've already stated at the beginning. Well, we don't really care. Like, that's your problem for, for putting all of your eggs in Google if that was the case. It'd be like me opening up the Peach app, which nobody is really using, and doing a bunch of negative stuff. You'd be like, eh, I don't care. It's Peach. Well, and you can, along those same exact lines, also <laughs> playing devil's advocate. You can say a terrible like, example. We only, like, can't even follow what you say because I don't know Peach. Well, I don't know Peach either. Well, not just that, that but if nobody's like, on Peach... You Why are care. you talking about it? That's true, but, but everybody's we, on Google. Exactly, and that's where I think it's because Google is a mass platform, that's where it's like, well, so I guess my question is, at what point does a platform have to hit uh, to where it's, okay, now it's unethical to do this because it's such a mass way of finding businesses because that business is, like, their their donuts are still good, the, the payroll is still there. Like, you didn't do any of that. All you did was on this one little avenue that they get some traffic from, you shut them out. No, I, I think another good metaphor here is you have a billboard that is just tearing it up for you, right? You're getting calls eight times a day because people are seeing this amazing billboard and then someone goes up there and spray paints all over it. So now nobody can, no one sees the phone number, no one sees the billboard, so they can't find your business anymore. 
But that's illegal. It's damage of property. Well, yeah, I, I understand that that's illegal, and that's not the argument I'm making. What I'm saying is that if you, as a person, do negative SEO, and the result is that they get de-indexed from Google. Metaphorically, it's the same thing. You are destroying their their business mm-hmm. in an organic way. Yes. Sure. Yes. So, so okay, we know that that's black hat. Yeah. Are you arguing that that's no, not? No, I say it's, I'd say it's ethical. I was just playing. It is it. ethical. Or sorry, <laughs> it is unethical. I would never in a million years. Part out. I, I would feel bad uh, doing that. I, I was flipping it earlier. I thought Paxson was talking about negative earlier. I was flipping it to there's websites that a lot of people don't like. Uh, Rip off report, for example, mm-hmm. which has a lot of accusations of extortion. Mm-hmm. So is there a, a Robin Hood law that applies to where it's like, well, you can do negative SEO if it's against an unethical company. Well, I mean, I, like that. I don't say, I think there's like a Robin Hood law, but I think there definitely is within all of us a Robin Hood compass. Your conscious. Right. Conscience. So like you'll people will steal all the time, like blatantly steal from big companies because they feel like, oh, it's a big company. Who cares? But and then it's a small. That's why bringing in mom and pop shops make it feel much more personal because it's not this huge corporation. But really, in reality, it's, I mean, it's the same thing. Stealing from a big corporation or stealing from. Mm hmm. So here's one thing that was interesting on this article. This was 30, uh, 30 black hat techniques that you can use ethically, and one of them was brand uh, brand jacking. Anyone ever heard of that before? Yeah. So he says here, write a bad review for a brand that has disappointed you or destroys the plan or whatever and set up brand X sucks page and let consumers voice their concerns. So Jacob opens up a bakery. I think it's horrible. So I create a page on my website that targets, it says Jacob's Bakery sucks. It's just a review page. And it's, but but because he's so small, like, is that unethical to where it's such a... Like, Wait, what's the tactic, though? The your, tactic is, is you're creating content that negative says brand. Uh, t- this company sucks and so here's the why. Goal, the goal here is just destroying the other people. It's not... It's only helping you because it destroys them. It's not helping you in some other way. Like there's some link or says, this company sucks. We're awesome. So come to us. Like... Yeah, I mean it's equivalent to putting a big like, is negative. This, is this billboard. Brandon's bakery that's doing it? Sure. Okay. It's a competitor. You're doing it to your competitor. Is that the same as throwing a huge negative billboard right above like that company? I feel like there's going to be some law about this. Um, like for this, I, I'm pretty if they sure. Have trademarks. Like I'm pretty sure, like Pepsi can't just run a Coke sucks ad. I'm not sure what the intricacies are there. I mean, you'd have to study law really to know what happens here. But like you can mention other brands. I don't know exactly what the rules it are. It goes in the trademark. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm pretty sure, as the competitor, you can't just create this blatant site that says this company sucks. Now, I think as a consumer of that brand, I again, I don't know, but I think legally you are okay to create this company sucks dot com. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that's the distinction. Is competition is a, is I, I feel is a different story as far as consumer because if you're a consumer then yeah, you go in there and you have a negative experience. Sometimes you feel like it's your responsibility to let people know. One of the first things I do when I have a, a terrible experience with a company is I go to the company on Twitter, and or I, at least I mention them, and give them the opportunity to, to rectify the the problem. I can't right? tell you how often there's this company that put in my lawn and they just, like they suck so much. And I can't tell you how much I fantasized about calling them and saying, I work in digital marketing. I could destroy you. <laughs> Come fix my lawn. But I've just been too lazy to even contact them. So that's good that you contact the brand. So now we all know Paxton's lawn is really <laughs> sucky. <laughs> and he, has, he has voles. 
Yeah, I do. Have I voles. just learned what those were. I've never heard of that before. Look it up. They're weird. V O L E S. Yeah, voles. You wow. could probably get into final over time for I think the first time. Are we doing tool of the week? Yeah, let's let's do that fast. Okay, so who has the tool of the week? I can do it. All right, Brandon. So tool of the week is a specific digital marketing related tool that you can use to better your business. So this week's tool is called Message Sumo. It's uh, you can access it by just going to messagesumo.com. Really cool product. It's actually created out of a dorm room here in Utah. Uh, I've met the guys. Uh, I've used it. I've had success with it. It can, so the pricing, they, they keep changing it. I mean, they're super young. It started out at 200 a month, but now they have them as cheap as like 40 something a month, uh, just depending on, on what you want to do. But what the tool does is it is great for B2B sales. So if a big part of your job is getting in front of other uh, business professionals to sell your product, this is huge because it logs into your Twitter. And I'm not sure like, I, I guess I recommend this with hesitancy because for all we know in a year, this tool is just going to get like completely banned from LinkedIn, but it works right now. So Wait. take take advantage while you can. You said, you said Twitter and then you said LinkedIn. But uh, I my see bad. What it says here, it says personalized email sequence. Uh, so it's all through LinkedIn. So what it does is that you log in with your LinkedIn premium account and then you, you select the criteria. So you say, I want to target people with... Uh, uh, VP of marketing or marketing manager, just whatever the rules, uh, whatever region of the country, you could even do specific companies. Then you type up your template and then it automatically blasts out, not LinkedIn messages. It actually finds their emails and it sends them an actual email from your email saying, Hey Todd, I wanted to reach out to you and talk about your work at uh, company X. Most people obviously will ignore it, but I've, we've gotten a lot of sales from it from uh, using it just for Market Campus. Do you get a, you do get access to their email, or is that yeah? Kind of- and so you you can log into your backend portal, and it has all of the emails. They usually get, I would say, of, of all the names it scrapes, it probably gets about sixty percent of the people's emails. So it just sends it out to, and it will try to pull it from the LinkedIn page. If not, it uses its own algorithm to try to find their email elsewhere or it will do like an intelligent guess but you could also import it into your mailchimp i haven't done that just because that's very risky to like i don't want to get a lot of negative feedback from like mailchimp emails going out to people who never signed like up bounce rates and bounce rates and lots of people hitting spam so i don't want i don't really and it's not targeted like i don't want to like piss off people yeah. where they're just getting spammed but uh, you certainly could do that they don't advertise that you could do that but in a subtle way, they say it's an option. Okay, so that is Message Sumo, found at messagesumo.com. Okay, we're going to enter last word. 60 seconds of uninterrupted time to say whatever you want. We'll start with Brandon. Okay, well, so I think I've said everything I've, I've needed to say. I know one of our original questions, which I guess we never really got to, but we did in a roundabout way, was... Does Black Hat SEO have its place in marketing? Obviously exists. It's there. Uh, But I do think it is wise to learn Black Hat SEO to at least be aware of what your competitors could be or are doing uh, towards your company. So you need to be aware if you want to be a good marketer on top of your game. One of my favorite places to go is blackhatworld.com. I'm not saying everything you read on there you should implement. Uh, Be wise. And the more familiar you get with marketing, you'll be able to 
uh, do that more efficiently. But uh, Black Hat SEO is really fun. It's and Jacob mentioned briefly in the beginning of the show what is Black Hat now wasn't Black Hat back in the day. So and that's kind of the evolution. Is someone will find a flaw, they'll find a quick, easy way to uh, increase rankings. It then uh, gets adapted by the mass community of marketers, and then Google or some other major search engine will create a rule around it to prevent it. So love Black Hat SEO. It has its advantages, and it's just fun to see other people try to find shortcuts around things. I'm surprised it took this long to bring Black Hat world into the conversation. (laughs) But to sum it up, it's kind of like a life hacks for digital marketers. Um, I'm going to give my last word. Some A couple things that we didn't mention are ways to protect yourself from negative SEO or Black Hat SEO and ways to report others when you come across that. Google has created a way for you to report other websites who may be participating in Black Hat tactics. Uh, they have a tool that's called Submit Web Spam Report, and you can just Google that, Web Spam Report, and that's Google's way of um, kind of giving people a... a a vehicle to kind of tattle on other companies. Beyond that, there's also a tool, and I might pull Brian into this, but it's the disavow tool. If you do get penalized for specific links that uh, that come up or that you have built or someone has built towards your website, that's Google's way of you submitting specific links that you would like them to exclude from, from their um, kind of ranking factors as they're, they're crawling your site. Uh, anyway, so as far as defending, it's it's there aren't a lot of tools really to defend yourself from people. Just kind of pray that some someone like Paxton doesn't come at you with uh, with some black hat tactics. But um, anyway, there are ways to do, to do that. Uh, if this is actually one thing I'd like, if there are people listening who have specific tactics to defend yourself against negative SEO or other types of black hat tactics, please share. Maybe if you've been hit by them. Yeah. Nate, go ahead. Sure. So my, I'll, I'll be brief. Mine, mine is learn the tools of your trade. And if you're an SEO, this is your trade. You need to learn the tools that others are using, even though you might not be. You need to know what's out there. You need to know how to defend against it because eventually you're going to get hit by it. Someone else is going to use it. You'll need to know why your, your, why your competitor is beating you. And it might be because one of these tools that you're not familiar with. So learn the tools of your trade. Learn how they're, how they're used and how to defend against them. Thank you. Paxton? Yeah, I agree with Nate. This is like the defense against the black arts. You have to know what the other side is using so you can defend against it. Uh, But actually, more seriously, I I think there are lots of really cool uh, tactics in uh, that would be classified based on Brandon's definition of as black hat SEO. And uh, what I really love about marketing and I I love about our industry is looking at really complex systems and looking for holes in those systems that you can manipulate to uh, your advantage. And uh, I don't think there's any anything unethical with that. That's business. That's life. I mean, that to its very core, that's what life is, is a very complex system that all beings and creatures try to find loopholes and things that they can use to their advantage for survival. So I'm really fascinated by that. And yeah. Great. Thank you so much. This has been a really great conversation. If you, as a listener, have other metaphors that you think would perfectly describe Black Hat SEO, (laughs) please submit them at inbound at belowthefold.io. 